Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today, your favorite podcaster, my wife, stops by and we talk about sex. Yes. And it's at least a two-part. It might be three parts. So let's kick it off. Let's talk about sex, baby. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome. I hope that your day is going well wherever you're at, whatever's going on with your day. I hope that it's a great day. Once again, my wife stops by and we're going to talk about every adult's favorite conversation. Sex. Let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. <laughs> uh. This is why we're counselors and not professional musicians. Hey, I think we could maybe make you in that field. Yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about delusion then, all right? <laughs> let's see if you meet the criteria. Uh, let's talk about sex. One of the things as a therapist that we talk a lot about with our clients is sex. One of the biggest dysfunctions running in the world, it runs around sex. Whether it's from the idea that we tell people all the time, like you can do whatever you want sexually and there are no consequences. Uh, and if you're, you know, 12 and you want to have sex with another 12-year-old, go ahead, you be you. You live out your truth, which is a phrase that I despise, cannot stand, hate, want to see burnt to the ground. I literally feel my stomach clench when I hear people say, I'm just living my truth. Ah, uh, if you can't tell, I really dislike that phrase. No, I don't think we've gotten that. <laughs> no, yet. well, there's <laughs> so much bad things that happen, right? And so what's going on is abuse is going up, sexual abuse is going up. Sexual abuse type things are happening where maybe it's not legally abuse, but it's creating adults that have real hangups around sex. On top of that, we don't know what it means to be empowered as individuals. What does it mean for a woman to be empowered sexually? What does it mean for a man to be empowered sexually? And how does sex work in a, in, in a relationship? We're going to break it down. Today, we're not actually probably going to talk much about coitus, which is the clinical term for sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the word, coitus. Instead, we're going to talk about pursuit. What does it mean to pursue leading into sex, right? Because one of the things that I know I run into a lot, and I know you run into a lot because we talk about it, is guys and girls don't know how to pursue each other once they're married. When they're dating, they kind of figure it out uh, enough to get married. But once they're married, it's like it all goes out the window because they end up with two or three kids, sports schedules, work schedules, church schedule, music schedule, whatever, right? And, and then on top of that, you know, I had a couple one time, big hang up around sex and and the husband, essentially what happened was the husband put three different events together. One, he asked his wife for sex like a couple times in a, in a couple days. And she turned him down all of those times. Two, he finished more quickly than he would have liked and more quickly than she liked. And she made a comment about it. And then three, she snickered one time. And so he just stopped pursuing her sexually. And so we want to talk about that because pursuit sexually is not just like sexual pursuit. There's a whole thing around that. And it's I know that's one of the things that you talk to me a lot about teaching men how to do that. Why don't you jump in there? So you've got a client. Let's just set the stage for the listener. You've got, you know, Jim and Jim. And, and, and Jane Smith, they're in your room. You've been seeing them for a couple weeks, maybe a few weeks, four or five, six weeks. And sex comes up and you realize that Jim is not pursuing Jane. Or for that oh, matter, it's Jane... worse. Jim thinks he pursues Jane. Yes. And he says to Jane, well, he'll say, I do pursue her. At least once a week, I'll invite her to come have sex with me. I got edited a second ago, <laughs> so I have to watch myself. Well, right, because a lot of guys, like their their humor is like, like she's like, you know, oh, I think I'll make sausage and peppers for dinner. I got sausage for you, baby. Mm -hmm. Or as you got edited for, <laughs> hey, come ride my humana humana. 
That's the word we use for private parts. Oh, okay. Because, I can't mention them. <laughs> well, there is a good portion of our listeners who listen in their vehicle, and sometimes they have their kids in there, and we're not trying to start conversations with three-year-olds. Right. Mommy, what does that mean? We're, we're trying to avoid that. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. All right. So Jim thinks that he is pursuing Jane, Jane and he's not. <laughs> Correct. Walk the listener through, what does it mean to pursue? How do you do it? Because the truth is, there are Jane, a lot of Janes in the world that aren't pursuing Jim, too. Jim, too. Yes. How I walk them through it is I first go after I use a car analogy that women are like cars they need and I have like a lot of mechanics they find my illustration funny and I kind of get tripped up on it but anyway we'll go for it right you need spark plugs you need gasoline and you need oil think it's oil right to make you, a car you do need oil there you go yes. to make a car run and if we don't have these three things going on what happens the car will not run right you can't just be like hey car run and then it runs well women are the same way men think about sex i forget how it's an ungodly amount every hour right i can't even imagine as a female <laughs> <laughs> how y'all must feel women are not that way right like we have we're thinking about the kids we're thinking about the little laundry that needs be, to be put in or who needs to go where and sex is often the furthest thing from our mind and so husbands in order to get your wife's engine started so to speak you have to pursue what pursuit looks like is is often not it, it's sexual but not sexual it's confusing what i'm about to say right i like, think that's why people get so hung up on it right because they're because guys are like well i do pursue her i come out of the shower and i shake my thing right or i try to grab her upper parts or her lower part <laughs> so there's non-sexual and sexual pursuing right non-sexual pursuing is sexual it's just not with the intent that it has to lead to sex and so right. often what i hear from women is i know when my husband wants sex because that's when i'm pursued and you know what it gives them as my daughter's call it, it gives them the it or the cringe right. because they're like ew this is oh he just wants sex that's weird and i mean i'm here to tell you if you would just do it all the time we'll, we'll tell you how your wife isn't going to get the ick right and I think, I think that's part of it is that people think they're pursuing their wife or their wife thinks they're pursuing the husband but the other side of that and I, I can already hear the guys any guys that are listening yeah but my wife sometimes she'll think i want sex and i don't because i hear that a lot from my guy clients i'm like yeah but the problem is you you don't do a good job of distinguishing the two Right. And women don't understand how, a lot of women I don't think understand how easy it is for most men to stand up, if you know what I mean. Right? Right. You and I were talking, one of the yeah, things that started our conversation right. uh-huh. about this book, or about this, about our conversation about this topic was you were reading a book on it. Yes. And, and in the in the book, the author says, you know what, if you guys are snuggling and he stands up, that doesn't mean that he wants to have sex. Now, I'll just tell you, as a guy, there's a really, really slim chance that if you offered him sex at that moment, he would turn you down. But simply because he is standing tall and proud doesn't mean that he wants to have sex in that moment. And that's something that I don't think women understand. Right, because I hear women like, well, I feel bad if he gets aroused and I'm not in the mood. I, From what I can understand, I'm not a man, granted, but they don't care. Like, they enjoy the attention they're getting. They enjoy the connectivity just as much as women do. Right. Men just enjoy being connected. We yeah. enjoy snuggling. We enjoy the oxytocin. Oxytocin works both ways. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget, like, so the how-to, right? Because that's what you're really listening to. Like, come on, Eric and Joe, get to the point. Like, how do you do this? So you do it every day. And so, like, I'm going to pick on men here because I'm a woman, right? And I Don't work worry, with- guys. We're going to pick on women in the next okay. episode. So this okay. is part one. All right. Is pursue your wife every day. Don't. It should not be a 
shock to her that you're hugging her or that you're kissing her neck or that you're trying to grab her or that you're being nice to her or offering to do things. If she has caught on that you only do those things because you want laid, then we have a problem. Right, right. And where I struggle with men is like, I'm like, just make it a habit. Like, Correct. Like just early in your marriage or if I'm meeting you late in your marriage, do it today, right? The best time would have been early in your marriage. The best second best time is today. Just like if there's a gap, certainly we want to be able to sit in silence, but that can also, you can make a trigger. Like people talk about triggers today. One of just, right, I'm living my truth and I'm triggered. But one of the things that runs is if there's a gap, you can use that as a trigger to just say, I love you, or I think you're beautiful, right? Like just raise your hand if you have too many people that are telling you that they love you just the way you are. Very, very few people have one person doing that, including a lot of people who are married. And I often will say to women when I'm working with them, is like, my husband does this very well. So, and he, because he does it so well, I, A, I don't have the fear of, oh, is he just running sex and he's being nice to me? And B, to be honest, I don't even know half the time when he wants sex because his his mannerisms and the way he pursues me and treats me is the same all the time. So it's a guessing game, which makes that kind of fun still too after being married 24 years. Almost. 24 years almost. Almost. Right, I was but, right. Look at that. I got it. Look at that. But again, part of that is because the pursuit is not for the purpose of sex. Correct. The pursuit is for the purpose of letting you know that I'm pursuing you. And then sex is a great byproduct of a healthy relationship yes. that has ongoing daily pursuit. So pursuit, what does it look like? Yes, it, it's touching. It's hugging. It's kissing. It's telling the person, hey, I love you. You know how many women I have in the room? Probably I could be exaggerating, but maybe not. I would say 98 to 99% of the women that I see on a weekly basis, their husband hardly ever tells them they're beautiful or tells them how fine they look or how much they love their body or right. you name it. And the thing of it is, is then they're surprised when their wife doesn't want to have sex. The other side of that though is I always tell guys, you can't judge the rightness or wrongness of this based on how your wife responds. Right. Which sounds kind counterintuitive. I'm going to pick on you here for a minute because, well, you're sitting here. For years, I've said, you're such a beautiful woman. And I get, oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> and so, right? And so a lot of guys stop at that point because, well, she doesn't like it. Or like, I was talking to a guy one time and he was like, you know, we just don't have very much sex. I'm like, all right, well, start, just start pursuing her verbally. You want me to tell her she's beautiful? Yeah. And his wife is beautiful. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, tell her. Uh, no, she doesn't like that. Like when I tell her that, she just rolls her eyes at me. Of course she does because she is wrapped up with all sorts of insecurities that as a society, we are failing to help her address. We're telling her stuff that doesn't work as though it does work. Like, oh, well, just you just import your own self-importance, your own self-esteem and pretend. Uh-huh. It's just hogwash. But it's about just consistency, right? And, and when you talk about touch, one of the things we always talk about is there are two types of sexual touch. There is the sexual touch that leads to sexual completion. There's also sexual touch that there's no intention at all that's going to lead to sexual completion. Like one of the jokes that I'll often say to you at work, and you know, you'll come in, especially at the Lowell office, you'll come in and give me a kiss. And none of the offices lock there, right? So you'll come in and, and I will have a sexual touch going on. We'll just leave it at that. And I'll say to you, you know, hey, and I convey with my face like, hey, you know, we could, you know. I yeah, quickie in is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> I'm middle-aged. Right, and there is, there's zero intent that I actually think we're going to go that route. Right, and I know that. And you know that, but it also says to you, hey, I find you sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. Because what are people afraid of? That they're, they're not, not wanted. 
Yeah. Yeah. But do you know how many women I have in the room? So I guess I will pick on women who get so offended. Well, he knows I can't have sex. It just pisses me off that he would think to even say something like that. Why? Why? That's something you need to look internal. Why does that aggravate yes. you so much? And what message are you spent sending to your spouse that you are aggravated by their pursuit of you? Yes. Yes. A thousand I don't understand percent. it. Like, okay, that's fine. I get that you're upset, but I think you're upset because of something going on internally with you and you probably ought to look at it. And then people really get fired up and then they go find another therapist. But uh, communication is also another. Yes. If you're not asking your spouse, and this goes women to men, men to women or whatever. Hey, how was your day? And not just saying that and not listening because nobody likes that. But if you're not saying like, hey, how's your day? Tell me about your heart. What's been on your mind lately? How are you doing with this? Like, I know this has been hard on you. How are you doing? I know, Andrew, you can tell me with men. I know with women, if you want, guys, if you want a healthy sex life, that's how you get it. You regularly pursue her heart. You pay attention to what she's dealing with, what her challenges are. And that is what creates the engine running where she's like, oh, he's so hot and sexy because well, right. you care and you nurture. We talk about this a lot. Guys tend to evaluate sex from the time it starts to the time it ends. Women evaluate the sexuality of their relationship typically from the time it ends until the time you try to start it again, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, when Brene Brown talks about her research, one of the things she talks about how is, you know, trying to initiate sex is always one of the most shame-inducing things that that people report to her whenever she does surveys. And part of that is because of rejection, but part of it is, guys, we're, we're picking on you this episode. If you just lost your mind three hours ago over the fact that something stupid happened, and now you turn around and you wanna have sex, that isn't how it works. Or if you say awful things when you are angry, and then you wanna have sex when you're done, that that won't work for long. Eventually she's gonna be like, no, no, no. You know, like I have a lot of guys like, well, I tell my wife she's beautiful. Yeah, but when you're mad, you say terrible things. and there are women they don't want it's not telling them they're beautiful or telling a person she's beautiful is the end all you got to tell her like i appreciate this about you i'm glad that you're my life partner i'm glad that i married you what if i'm not well there's a really interesting human truth we make our own whatever it is we get so if you're not happy maybe you married somebody who's mean and she's abusing you certainly i've seen that too in most cases though you're not happy with your choice for marriage because you focus on the negatives and you refuse to take the good with the bad and so guys the thing like you, you know if you just want to watch football, that's fine. That's your choice. But if you don't cultivate your wife's heart, your sex life will suffer. I guarantee it. You're going to say something. I have a lot of thoughts going through my mind, but it's the pursuit. And if you're like, I worked with a couple and we're the wife, like there's been so much happened in their marriage. And the wife was like, Erica, he literally repulses me to look at him. How do you expect me to go have sex with him? And I'm like, well, I don't right now. Let me help you communicate healthy. Let me help your fights not last for a month. Let's start there and see what happens. It's fascinating for me to watch this therapist. Why I love my job so much is I watch them learn how to communicate and say, I'm sorry and say, hey, my my intent was not to hurt you there. Will you forgive me? And I watched as this husband, you know, he didn't have to pay for his sin forever, right? But I watched him as he engaged her in a healthy manner over and over and over again and was consistent. Oh, well, all of a sudden she thought he was the hottest man alive and she was the one who was trying like, man, I'm not getting enough sex from him. Because what did he do? He, he learned how to start her engine and he didn't do it in just a sexual way. He let her know like, hey, you're valuable to me enough that I'm not going to treat you bad. And when I do treat you bad, I'm going to take ownership of it. And I'm, we're going to go through this process of redemption. And every time you do that, 
that looks hot. It just does. Well, and I think that brings up something that's kind of a hammering point for me. There are so many guys that are just little kids, right? Like we've created, we talk about transactional analysis a lot. We've created a society where we're elongating adolescence. We're telling men that they should just be little kids, right? We've replaced the study with a man cave, which is something I'd love to see reverse. We no longer value intellectual conversation and, and we'll want kid, we want men to act like little boys. And so they throw temper tantrums and the wife, like, and the, you know, this is through all of media. Tell me a show where the husband wasn't a complete moron that just barely made it. If he didn't have his wife to save him and rescue him. But the problem is that works until you have kids. And then a lot of wives, what they say is, I have two kids. In fact, I hate that, right? When, I people, hate like, it too. Yeah. when people are like, oh, hot. Like when guys are like, oh, my wife has three kids. And you know they only have two kids because he's counting himself. If you want your wife to find you attractive, be a grown up. Be a grown up. Act mature. And so many guys miss out on that. And part of acting mature is, I know that you have psychological issues around your body image. I can say that with a guarantee because you're human. So that's gonna put it in the high 90 percentile. I've known you for how many years? Uh, 25, 26. <laughs> I've known you for 26 years. I know the stories. I know the things that you've been told, right? And so, of course, there has to be some level of realism or realistic expectations. When I say to you, oh, I think you're beautiful, and you don't respond with, well, thank you, I am. If I'm caught off guard by that, I need to really re-examine my expectations of humanity, mm -hmm. right? Because we all bring hurts into our marriage. Mm -hmm. And guys back off the minute their wives are like, oh, well, they well, feel rejected. Yeah, yeah, she didn't react the way I wanted her to. Yeah, go do it again. <laughs> right? And so, like, I think about a couple I work with, he's always gone for sports. And then he gets mad when she doesn't want to have sex. Well, she just, like, they've got two kids that are uh, very active. She's wore out! You know, and that's the other thing I think people have these and, and maybe this is its own episode because we are up on 20 minutes here so maybe but people have these unrealistic expectations about sex that like I remember one time like like I had a couple I was working with and they were like we just don't have time to have sex and in my head I was doing the hours I was like how can that be like help me understand well it's three hours every time holy cow three hours like you don't need to run <laughs> right 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 you're not watching a NASCAR let's race get to here, the finish you know? here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's get everybody to the finish line clap and move on <laughs> the other thing guys and this is something that I can't believe is controversial, but it is. Have confidence, even if you have to fake it. Yes, that's have gonna be confidence. a whole other episode. Yeah, like like I can't. I had somebody write in. I think I talked about it briefly. Somebody wrote in like, "Hey, I'm just not happy with my sex life. My husband will constantly stop. He read in a book that stopping makes it better, which it is in a book. I've read a book that said that. In fact, I've seven needs of a wife and seven needs of a husband, whatever that book was. But that's when you're trying to make sex work longer. But like, guys, no woman likes for you to stop and be like, "Are you having a good time? Is it good for you?" Or want a rating afterwards. Yes, or cringy, yes, cringy. As my daughter would say, cringy. Yes, yes, unhinged. Unhinged. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of episode one. Be sure to tune in next week for episode two. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. I believe that you will find value by sharing things with people without expectations. If you have any questions, send me an email. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.